0: Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien.
1: Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association. Coming to you from the Quandl Studio, Quandl Construction, a great CM uh, based right here in central Pennsylvania. And I'm joined, as always, by Building PA podcast co-host Chris Martin. Chris, what's going
0: on today, brother? Hey, John. It's been a while since we've had an interview, and I'm real excited it is. <laughs> uh, to see you and, and see our guest and uh, get the chance to talk today. And I, I think it's uh, we're going to get another of our great episodes here. And uh, for everyone, hello, I'm Chris Martin. I am... Uh, president of Atlas Marketing, and and we tell stories for people who build things. And I am coming at you from the Stalwart Insurance Studio. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Stalwart's a health benefits and workers' compensation consultancy, and they help companies reduce the wasted money spent on insurance costs. Check them out at stalwartinsurance.com. So, John... What is this great construction-related issue or uh, topic that we are going to talk about today?
1: Well, you know we have uh, good ties and good connections and good friends on uh, on the labor side of things, and we're uh, KCA is close with the laborers union. We have good uh, relationships there, and and the uh, laborers uh, district council of Eastern Pennsylvania just announced they have a new training director. So who is this uh, masked man, or he's not masked at all, who is this <laughs> man, you know, who is it? It's, uh, it's Eric uh, Remetta. Yes, right? sir. Rometta? I've, I've gotten to know, know him the past close to a year or so, and uh, he seems motivated. They, I think they picked the right guy. The laborers have an awesome guy in place. Thank you. He's, it could be the best kept secret in the Pennsylvania Eastern part of the industry. <laughs> People don't know who he is. So that's what today's about, you know, who's Eric? Who is Eric? Not, Can you please not anymore? <laughs> not, <even. laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Eric. Good afternoon, guys. Can so, I just so, take a minute or two to introduce yourself to the to the listeners?
2: Sure. Hi. Good. Hi how's everybody doing? My name's Eric Rometta. I am the training director here in the Eastern Pennsylvania for Labor's uh, International Union of uh, North America. Been doing this now. I'm Actually, a training director. I just took over here this year. Uh, But I've been an instructor now for about nine years. I got in in 2000 and I think it was 12. That's it, 2012. Uh, I've been in construction since uh, early part of 2001. So I've been doing pipelines. I did a lot of concrete work, uh, especially testing the concrete for uh, the heavy and highway side. Because I came up in uh, local 158 and I still am. So about, about 20 years with 158 now.
1: 20 that's years the One
0: hundred and fifty-eight. Awesome. Yes, sir. That is impressive. Man. I because and and that's the thing I will say. You know, from from working with building trades for for so so many years, the loyalty and the amount of time that people spend as a member, uh, it, it's always impressive to me. You know. Oh yeah. I? I mean, this is something I would have never thought I was going to do in my whole life. Never
2: thought graduating high school. I went to the military, got out, and I was like, you know what? I got to go to college. Went to college, and it was. In college, while I was there, there in the summers, I was working on pipelines. And after I graduated, my uh, business manager asked me, he's like, what are, you, what are you doing now with your life? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you get your years invested? This way you get a pension and do whatever you want then. And so I stayed with it and you can't beat it. I mean, you got health and welfare, you got a pension, everything. And, and the money's great.
1: So you were like mid-20s when you started then with the labor? Yeah,
2: I was... Oh, you, you're really calling me out. I think it was 24 because I did six years in the Navy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, got out. Twenty. Oh, I, was I was 24 four years, years old. Excuse me. Okay. I was four years in the Navy,
0: so. Oh, thank nice. You
1: for your yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thank you both. I was. Yes. not. Yeah. I admit it. So <laughs> my father's a Marine. So. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's all right. So, so 24 years old, old and oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Now I was just going to say let's let's go back to twenty four here because um, I think the average age of apprentices is isn't it closer to thirty or so is that correct?
2: Yeah, give or take, it stinks, but yeah. And the average of a labor right now in the field, I think somebody said, give don't quote me on this, but roughly in the upper forties. That's pretty bad. That's our average
0: age of our laborers. I want to just say something really clear to people out there that are listening. If you are under the age of forty. There is a strong chance, and you're interested in working in construction. There is a hell of a strong chance that you're going to find work, and Eric's mm-hmm. the guy to help you get there. Oh so, yes, like it's so funny because I talk to people and even you know clients and all those everybody, even my my own kids, and they're like, you know, what do, what do I do if I don't want to go to college? And mm-hmm. I tell everybody, man, look look into those trades, man. Get 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 the ability because. Again, just to, create, just to reiterate what Eric just said, the average age for a laborer is approximately 40 years old. Think about that. Like mm-hmm. the opportunities are in front of you. So Eric, can you talk a little bit about what that means? Just coming out of high school, most people don't look at a future as in all they care
2: about is the money in their pocket right away. Whatever's in that check, they can care less about uh, uh, health and welfare. And I got to my mid-20s and I was thinking, what do I do? What, how am I going to retire when I get my parents or my grandparents at age. So I was like, I stuck with it. And I'm glad I did because I was busy all the time. One of the first guys on a job, last ones to leave. And my business managers kept me busy. I was a uh, steward on some of the jobs, foreman's on some of the jobs. And it just, this, this lifestyle is taking care of my family.
1: So kind of uh, maybe take a minute to walk us through the, the process of a 24 year old comes along to you today and says, you know, I want to Follow your shoes, you know, follow your, your lead. You know, what should I
2: do? <laughs> so what they need to do is uh, go to whichever local union hall, whether it's heavy and highway or building and trades, uh, go to the local union hall and there's um, paperwork for them to find uh, for fill out. So once they fill that out, that gets sent over to us at the training center and we hold on to them. And then say, I don't know, a month from now, the build, um, building and trades needs 10 guys or whatever. They'll call us up and say, do some testing. So we'll do the testing. These guys, all they gotta do is get a 70% or above. Um, and on our website, uh, laborseastpa.org, we do have um, a dropdown bar for what to study, like basic construction stuff. And then if they pass out a 70 or above, we, we invite them to a week one class where we uh, start off with like OSHA, um, flagger stuff like that, that they're gonna need. And then after the week one class, The business managers obviously pick who they want to send out as they go by the scores. So whoever gets the highest score, if he gets a hundred, obviously he might get sent out first and it just goes about how they need them. And right now, the way works going, they need everybody. We are so in demand right now. We don't have enough guys. After uh, I said, after that week one, then uh, periodically throughout the whole year, we have some classes for those guys to take usually about eight weeks worth of classes. You can get them done in about two years. After about that two year mark, you should be at least halfway through your hours because we want you to get about 4,000 hours become, before you become a journeyman. And obviously once you become a journeyman, you're, you're golden, you're in, you got your book. All you gotta do is wait to be sent out all the time. But yeah, it's, it's, our program is great. Uh, Lyona is, is, we our instructors are actually the only ones in the country that are um, accredited by the ANSI. No other craft has accredited from ANSI. Yeah, we have to go through a long process. Probably depends on how, how good our instructors are. Usually about three years they can get it done. So three to five years is usually how long it takes them to get their accreditation.
0: Yeah, nice. So, Eric, you mentioned it takes 4,000 hours to become a journeyman. Is, yes. is that typically like three, four years? Like three or four years, I should say? Basically,
2: you're, you're right. About three to four years is what it takes. Um, now, we have our special cases where we have guys like went right into the pipeline. And they got their two thousand or they got their four thousand hours in like two years. Then we had other, other people that just slowly they just they wanted to work, but they didn't want to work, and it took them like five or six. But we're on a track where hopefully within three to four years you become a journeyman.
0: okay. All right. so so is the the eight weeks of classes? is that an annual commitment? like you you can expect if I'm going to be a laborer or apprentice, I'm gonna expect to have eight weeks of classes every year. Uh, Not eight weeks every year.
2: It's eight weeks over. We try to do two years. Sometimes it takes three. It depends on how busy our guys are and girls. Uh, There's sometimes where some of our guys and girls get um, excused because they just can't pull them off a job. They're like that week. There's something that critical going on that they can't come. So we excuse them and then we make it up in the wintertime, hopefully. But eight weeks over about a two year period, we try to do three to four classes a year for for our, our members. Of course, John knows too. I mean, all, all this is free for the, our our membership because it's paid by the
1: contractors. I love Let, hearing that free. so <laughs> yeah. the kids know that students. Yeah. <laughs>
0: can, so can can you talk about that for a second? Because uh, again, some of our younger listeners, some so even some of our you know grizzly veterans that have been in the industry for a while, is it truly free, or is it? Well, I'm going to have to pay a little bit here, or you know, am I nothing not comes out of pocket.
2: Nothing comes out of pocket except for your lunch. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So like that. what happens is, really, um, I haven't. I've been out of the field for a little while. But what it is is, there's a total package, and John knows more of this. He can speak more on this than I can. But basically, they agree to pay your wages, and they uh, uh, agree to pay for every hour you work. So much money comes a training fund. That's where it comes in free. So all the training is free. Uh, then they also agree. The contractor also agrees to pay our, um, health and welfare and our pension. And it depends on like with 158, we also get what's called an annuity. Some, some have it, some don't, but that's, that's all in your total package. So, so some laborers don't realize that they're making 40, uh, 40, some $50, almost an hour, but they only see roughly give or take or with trader in 21 to 26 an hour. So you can make a lot of money. You can make a li- real lot and not all these jobs anymore, are like 40 hours a week. I heard that when I was in the field. Oh, 40 hours a week, and uh, you're going to be off during the winter time. I think I was only off ever once in nine, in 11 years I was out there, uh, one winter, I think. That's it. Yeah. So, like I said, it is is actually free. I mean, there's nothing. It all comes from the contractors agreeing on what they're going to pay their guy. What they like for every hour they work, so much money comes to our training center.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, free for the worker. But there's, as Eric and I know, we serve on the Apprenticeship Joint Committee together. So it's, you know, contractor labor, we contribute into the training fund. And, you know, we're not gonna offer free to everyone. So there is a, a vetting process. You wanna make sure there's the right people that are coming for this training. Um, could you maybe touch on on the vetting process and uh, if there's an interview and and also along those lines, are there certain traits that that laborers look for in, in, in people when they come to you? Um. I can't say what I'm
2: not sure what they look for, but basically we don't have an interview process. We're probably one of the only um, unions out there that don't have a, um, any kind of uh, interview process. But what we do is we do the testing, and in their not week one we try to do one full day of like rigorous hands-on, almost like a little boot camp. This way it'll try to weed them out. This way, if this is not meant for you to be digging uh, digging dirt or using a tamper or moving lumber then this is that week one, we can try to weed them out. So we're not having them seven weeks in and then they finally quit. And we just, our contractors basically wasted money on them. So we try Mm -hmm. not to do that. That's our biggest weeding process. And the uh, the other thing too, is once they get sent to work, we we find out from the business managers, usually like if they're working out or not. Now we don't technically get rid of them, but obviously the business managers can do what they can because there is a probation period the first thousand hours. If they screw up or whatever, and the the business managers really don't want them because they're not really working up to par, then we can't excuse them from the program. But it's hard because there's sometimes we get guys or girls that come in three weeks into it. Well, I should say more like a year or two into it, but three, three weeks, four weeks worth of class and they end up quitting on us. It's hard, Uh, especially with it being free and to tell them they have to pay it back. It's not going to happen. I mean, you and I know that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a safe bet right there. Um, so you've mentioned, you've mentioned, you know, the guys and gals. So can you, can you talk a little bit about the opportunities that are available for, for women that women want to get in the trade? Oh yeah. There's a lot of opportunities we
2: have. I mean, some women are just so scared because, Oh my God, I might not be able to run the, the jackhammer or the 90 pound pavement breaker. That's fine. A lot of our guys on our jobs, we tell them, Hey, how about you do this? We'll let you do this. We'll do the hard work. We, we, we work with each other out there. We try to, and for women, there's a lot of opportunity for us, especially as a laborer. We have so much work out there and there's not all the work is like you see on TV half the time where it's like always humping heavy stuff or, or doing all that kind of stuff because there are some easy jobs out there that we do. It, it, there's so much opportunities for the women. I wish we had more in because we just, the ones we get, they go high up. I have a couple of them that went through an apprenticeship program. They're already foreman now. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and for a reminder for our guests, or our listeners, I should say, our guest, Eric Rometta, he started as the training director just this year. Yes. So, you know, yes. so he, and that's a testament to not only the training, but also the people that are focused on this and the females that are moving along in, in the program. Yeah. It, uh, sky's the limit for a labor,
2: I can say, because there's so much we do. It's not. I know all the other trades have different stuff too, but I mean, we—you can be at the bottom doing dirt work, or you can be at the top, like I said, being a foreman or just looking over a group of people. Like, I mean, there's so much with concrete, asphalt, um, working in a new power plants, uh, helping out the carpenters, helping out the uh, operating engineers. We pipeline—we do so much work on a pipeline. That's great for a lot of our females because they love it on there. I mean, you're getting the hours. I mean, you're getting 70 hours a week, sometimes 80. I mean, I remember when I was in Virginia, we we're working from sunup to sundown every day. Yeah, six or seven days a six days, seven days a week sometimes. But the money's there. I mean, there, there's a lot we do. And there's a lot from, like I said, if you want to just stay just behind and from people call it from the neck down, that's fine. You can do that with us, but you can make a lot out of this. Cause like I said, I actually got in as a laborer and I went through, became an instructor, and now I'm the training director. Yeah,
1: yeah it is. I mean, the, the money's there, like you say, the medical's there, the pension's there. Additionally, you kind of touch all the different trades. So no, no day's the same, so you have a, a variety of work. and uh,
2: That's what's the great about greatest about this. I mean, every day... Even when we're on in, on the same section of road or you're in the same building, there's every day our work changes, no matter what. And they're always coming at us, hey, today something just got messed up. We got to go over here today. Like, that's what I loved about it, just being outside and being around a lot of people that, that were enjoyable to be with and work.
0: So, so Eric, ha- have you, you know, being new to this job, are you feeling a little bit of, like, buyer's remorse? Like, man, I'd love to be out in the field now? Or...
2: Not on a day like today, you go outside, it's nice and hot. Love the
0: AC, <laughs> but uh, no, I,
2: I, there's sometimes I do miss it. Uh, the dead of winter, when it's cold out, uh, I don't care for that. And the dead of summer, I don't care for it. But I do miss being out there with the guys because sometimes we'll have a class and an hour will go by because we're all just bull and, and it's like, oh boy, we got to get down to business. But
0: it's, yeah, I do
2: miss it sometimes, I really do.
0: So, uh, so what are some of the challenges that you're seeing as the training director so far? Uh, I hate
2: to throw this out there. It's the COVID thing, really. I mean, we're having a lot of guys and girls that don't want to come back to work. They don't even want to come to us because why not? I can sit home and get the money. Uh, before that, though, um, as I saw our old training director going through some of the hassles, it's just sometimes we become a stepping stone for some of the other trades. Uh, they come to us and then they're like, oh, you know what, I want to move up and move on. But I try to tell them, hey, as a laborer, you're the first one on the job and the last one to leave. Sometimes some of these other trades there we might be there for two years, but they only get there for a year, or a year and a half. so I said, you gotta wait, weigh, weigh it out. Um, I've had a lot of friends, carpenters, uh, iron workers, where hey, they made some good money during a year, but sometimes I made more than them, even though they make more than hourly wage than us, but like I said, we're always there to the first and last to leave yeah. yep. and but our biggest trouble with them is the paycheck. as soon as they look at that, oh, I could be it it doesn't matter if the if that paycheck's fifty two Times a year, or if it's only say 25 times a year, if they see, I don't know, like 1500 on a paycheck compared to like say 750, guess which one they want? They don't care about anything else like McDonald's and all that. We're losing a lot of them to that because they're doing all the sign on bonuses and they're giving them more money to start now because of everything going on. But since the COVID, yeah, it's hurt us because nobody wants, everybody just wants to sit home and, oh, stimulus. Okay, I'll take another one. Yeah, stimulus. I'll take another one. Oh, my kids are going to get it now. Sure. That's what's killing us. It's hard. And uh, like I said, who wants to go out there? And I like I said earlier, you don't really bust your butt every single day. But if you're busting your butt, who wants to do that when you can go to McDonald's for, I think now it's, what, 17-something now or 18? Yeah. yeah. They don't care about pension or health and welfare because maybe mommy and daddy are helping them. We also yeah. need to get into schools more often. I try. I go, I go to a lot of the um, the school venues. But when I go there, even our guidance counselors there – kind of like push every kid towards college who wants to send their kid out to make 20 some bucks an hour more than their own parents sometimes you know i don't get it it's like my kids got to go to school uh school is getting expensive anymore and not only not every kid is ready for school i wasn't that's why i went to the military i was like if i if i go to college i'm flunking out because i just didn't you like too.
1: it
2: <laughs> yeah so then but in there i was like oh man i'm smart now i'm i gotta i got i got to go back to school like i gotta get a degree or something but yeah. But like I said, I didn't pursue my degree and I, I stayed here and I, I love it because everyday changes. And I wish these kids would know that, like, there's so much we can do out in a job and have fun. It's not just yeah. always work.
1: Now, being, being new on the job, do you have uh, ideas on working with the schools and recruiting? And There's know?
2: ways, but the ways yeah. that Lyuna wants to go with it, it's a lot of money. And no. being, you know us, I mean, we're a smaller fund. Uh, yeah, what they're trying to do is obviously get actually people from the field that have teaching degrees to start teaching at the schools. This way they can almost alleviate a a little part of our training program, and then they come to us, and all they got to do is get their hours. Something in the future to look for? We'll see. Uh, Some states, uh, Massachusetts right now, and I think it's Washington State, actually implemented that program. They have one of their schools is where they have an actual teacher that's doing our liona program for our, our members. And then when they graduate, all they got to do is get their hours. Because now all their schooling's done. They got their OSHAs, all that kind of stuff. Okay. But uh, here cool. in Central PA, is kind of hard. I mean, we have a ton of CT, are they CTS schools. Uh, the, yeah, we have yeah. a ton of those here in Central PA and Northern PA. But it's just how do you find what instructor to get into what school? A lot of these trade schools, guess what? Who wants to be a laborer, they always say. It's oh, I gotta I've gotta have a title of carpenter, I gotta have a title of um I'm operating a engineer. So it, it's hard. It's hard with our name, but yeah, we, we do a lot out in the field.
1: Yep. You have some challenges ahead of you, but I, I think oh. the laborers pick the right person.
2: Thank you. And I thank you uh, very much. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm trying, like I said, it's I got shoved in I hate to say I got shoved into it, but I mean I knew it was coming, but it's just <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of work. And now that I took over, it seems like it's like they, they just waited and so the previous boss left, and now it's like, all right, bombard him with everything. Yeah.
0: You have a little bit of a target on what your about? on your back and your chest, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even turn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you,
1: well, you have the uh, support and the blessing from management. You know, whatever you need, we're here to help you and uh, Thank help you. the labor. We're here yeah. for you, brother. <laughs> that is
0: good. That is good. Yeah. Well, Eric, Eric Rometta from local le- 1180 laborers. I, 158 I, actually 158 i'm sorry i have that nope. i have that down wrong oh, we do, no you're, you're we do we do uh training for 1180 okay <laughs> that's why i got confused from our yep. discussion earlier so <laughs> eric thank you for joining us today this has been a great conversation uh, look forward to the next one
2: all right i do too thanks. thank you thanks guys see you Eric. You, john see ya.
0: thank you for joining the building pa podcast presented by pj dick to stay up to date Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.